I hired one business coach who said to me that that wasn't possible. And I was like, fuck you. And now look at me, bitch. Um, anyway, I think a lot of people though, they do go into business very much. Like I'm going to prove those people fucking wrong. That's not a very good energy to go into business with. I go into the energy of business. I'm not trying to prove anybody wrong. I'm just getting what I want. That's it. Full stop. Um, I don't use fear as a motivating factor. I use pleasure as a motivating factor. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I am your host, Monica Yates, the period whisperer, a trauma healer, and an embodiment coach for both men and women. Well, obviously, periods just for women. I am a double Sagittarius, a rising Gemini, an Enneagram 8, and a generator. I know, it's a lot. I'm here for it. I help women to get into their magnetic as fuck feminine energy and for men to feel ecstasy and intimacy. In these episodes, I love to talk about things that people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything that I know in this brain, body, and soul of mine. You can find all the ways to work with me on my website. And with that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. So today, the episode is kind of a little bit of something different, um, but I feel like it could be really helpful to those of you that are new followers or that haven't kind of started from the beginning of my journey. So maybe you're not as familiar with it because I don't want to paint this picture that I, you know, got successful overnight, or I don't want you guys to just assume something about my success without really knowing it and having context to it. So what we are going to do today in my very sexy New York office that I have sitting right here and I'm looking at the best view. What we're going to do today is I'm basically going to give you a bit of a recap of the start of my business to where it is now. And then I'm going to answer a bunch of questions for you guys that you left me in a question box about the first year of my business. And there are some really juicy questions, which I absolutely love. So I'm literally going to scroll up to the beginning of my story archive, which is March, 2018. But I also want to say that remember story archives only came about, um, I think around March, 2018. Uh, and I started my business, uh, earlier than that. So let me just actually go into my photo albums. Cause that'll probably help me give some a context. So for those of you that don't know, kind of how my business came about with my own journey was my period issues. So I always used to hate having a period. I used to hate being a woman, all the usual fucking things that most of us you know, have gone through. I um, went on the pill to, you know, stop my horrendous periods from happening. And also because I could then have sex with anybody I wanted because all my daddy issues meant that I was basically, <clears throat> sorry, I've got this like weird fucking throat thing still. And I mentioned in the last episode. Um, so sorry if I'm like <coughs> a bit uh, coffee. Um, yeah. All my daddy issues were being shown by my constant need for validation from men. I got that in a really, really unhealthy way. Anyway. So on my gap here, I, um, got into a relationship, which honestly was a pretty fucking healthy relationship. It just ended in a very unhealthy way, unfortunately. So at the time when we were both skiing in Canada, that's how we met. We lived together. Um, we were in the same kind of group for, for becoming a ski instructor. And um, we were just friends at first. And I didn't know that he had like a massive crush on me. And then um, I kind of found out. And one night, one thing led to another. And then we started dating each other. And then very like soon enough, we were in a relationship anyway. So, um, 
basically then I was on my ski instructor. I was doing my ski instructor training and I lost my period. I was on the pill. I like stopped getting the drug induced bleed and I, no, sorry. Firstly, I started getting the drug induced bleed every second, every two weeks, which isn't how it's meant to be. And then I lost my period altogether. So once I got back to Melbourne, uh, I went and lived in Europe for a little bit in London, traveled Europe for a while. I became fully sugar free. Um, because actually the reason why it happened was, um, what was the guy that I was, what was his name? Ed, this guy that I was dating, he was, we were doing long distance for a month and he decided to shave his head. And I just, I don't know what, what, I just triggered something in me. And I just like got so upset and I went for this, like, I went for a run and I hadn't gone for a run in a long time. I'd kind of been eating kind of a, not eating unhealthy, but I'd been drinking and I had been eating a lot of quote unquote healthy foods that weren't that healthy or that it was just too much of the quote unquote healthy foods. Um, you know, too much like honey, too much sugar-free jam, too much way too much alcohol, way too much cranberry juice for like Cosmos. Um, so no, I wasn't eating McDonald's, but it still wasn't healthy. And I went for this run and then I just like all of a sudden I just got this desire to like get really healthy again. Like I used to be in school. So I went and picked up Sarah Wilson's I Quit Sugar Cookbook and read the whole entire thing back to front. I was quite poor at the time. So then I returned the book back to um, Selfridges. Um, I literally read the thing in a day and it made so much sense about, you know, eating too much sugar, even um, even natural sugars and all that jazz. So, um, I became sugar free, traveled Europe being sugar free and I felt amazing. I felt amazing. But the problem was that I'd come off the pill. No, I was on the pill still. And I hadn't got my period for ages. Obviously we thought we might've been pregnant, went, wasn't pregnant. Um, and I started to lose a lot of weight. Like it's normal for people to lose a little bit of weight when they quit sugar, but I was, you know, I'm, I was never overweight. Um, and I was losing weight like faster than you could imagine. And it wasn't good. And I was still eating a lot of food. Um, and so it didn't really make sense. And like, yes, I was walking a lot in Europe, but the whole thing just didn't make sense anyway. So then I went back to Melbourne and, um, I then got a new boyfriend and I, um, then broke up with him. And then I was like, something's wrong with my fucking period. I'm just going to go off the pill. So I went off the pill because I didn't need to be on the pill for sex and whatever. Cause I broke up with him. Um, and this is when things started to get really bad because like I would eat a shitload of food and then I would just shit it out. Like we're talking like the food would not have been processed through my body or like, you know, um, what's the thing we're broken down. It would come out in the toilet the same way I went in. Like, as in like, if I ate like a zucchini noodle, there'd be a zucchini noodle in the fucking, in the toilet. Um, Anyway, and so my body wasn't digesting anything and it wasn't breaking any food down. It wasn't absorbing any nutrients. So long story short, I hadn't got my period for about 18 months after going off the pill, went to go see a naturopath and um, that didn't work either. What did work was actually being around my next boyfriend and he was super masculine, um, kind of forced me into my feminine in a good way, not in an abusive way. Um, and I then started to really look into the whole like pheromone thing and how men can influence women's hormones and getting our period back, which is actually a full thing, which I I can talk about another episode if you guys are interested in. I think I might've actually talked about it in an, again, in an episode already, but maybe I can like make a very specific one. Um, anyway, during this time in, um, London, I was cooking a lot of my own food at home and I was posting these recipe, posting this food on Snapchat back when Snapchat was a thing. Oh, well, at least when it was a thing for me. Um, and a lot of my friends were asking me for recipes. And then one of my friends, Steph, one day she said to me, can you just start a blog so that I can stop asking you for your recipes? And I was like, okay. So I started a food blog and I really started it when I moved back to Melbourne and I started my Instagram then. So this is where the business kind of started this Instagram. So I started my Instagram. What date would it have been? Hold on a second. Let's find a picture. 
Okay. I started my Instagram around 2016. Whoa. I started my Instagram around 2016, um, about eating really healthy, not eating sugar. And like, I was eating a lot of food. Like, and I was really fucking skinny because I still didn't have a period. So um, yeah, so at 2016, I still didn't have a period, but I started my, I started my food blog because that's what I wanted to do. And it was kind of running with my blog and people wanted recipes and that started to pick up a bit of traction. So I built a following from my Instagram called in my bowls. I hated that name actually, but I don't know why I call it. I didn't know another name. So I just like stuck with it, even though I fucking hated it. Um, and that's what kind of picked up a bit of traction and I would get reposted and la la. Then I started to discover why my period was missing. And on this journey of trying to get it back, I started talking about it on my Instagram because I read Alyssa Vitti's, Vitti's um, flow book or whatever it's called. And I was just like angry at first about the fact that no one taught us this stuff at school. So I started to talk about it on Instagram and people, and I, I remember doing a poll or I, I remember asking people like, do you want to, do you want me to keep talking about it? And I got an overwhelming yes. So I kept talking about it and I kept just you know, try to learn about this for myself really to try and get my period back because the herbs just were not fucking working. Um, long story short, kept all the Instagram going and got my period back when I was with this next boyfriend who really changed a lot for me, to be honest. And I've talked about it multiple times. Um, and I got my period back and, uh, I was like, I got really hooked in understanding women's hormones and cycles. And at the time I was doing my bachelor of business marketing, fucking hated it. And, um, you know, learning a lot about nutrition and the body and, um, how women's hormones work made me want to maybe want to go down like more of the nutrition path, but I didn't want to be a nutritionist sitting in a fucking office. So I did my life coaching certification then, and I was working as a social media and like recipe developer for one of my best friends who has a brand called Mingle Seasoning. That's how we met. And I was doing all the recipe development and social media stuff, um, which was great. And that taught me a lot. And it was like, you know, a good, a good job to have on the side as I started to, you know, transition my Instagram to be talking a bit more about periods and hormones and how I got my period back and all that kind of stuff. Then once I was certified as a life coach, I then started taking women on for life coaching stuff and it transitioned into period stuff and helping women to understand their cycle, get their periods back, la la. And I realized that I had this fucking knack for, for people's periods and helping women to understand their bodies and all that kind of stuff. And I realized that I was really good when it came to like psychology kind of stuff. And it was just this natural talent. Like I hadn't gone as I studied it. It was a natural talent. So fast forward a little bit more. I started to do Instagram lives every Wednesday um, when I was living in Sydney. Oh yeah. I moved to Sydney. That's right. I moved to Sydney. Uh, gosh, what date would that have been? I moved to Sydney. Ugh, I don't know what date. I had jaw surgery in between all of this, which was absolutely fucking horrendous. Would not wish that on my worst bloody enemy. Um, and then I moved to Sydney. Oh, I can't remember what. Maybe like, oh, that's right. I had my bad ski accident, which a lot of you guys know about. I had my bad ski accident at the end of 2018. Um, so yeah, I would have, no, at the end of 2017, I think. So I would have moved to, let me see. Hold on. That is not ski accident. I would have moved to Sydney. I think, okay, that was Sydney. Okay. So what date is that? That's 2018. 
Okay, so I would have moved to Sydney the beginning of 2018. I had my ski accident end of 2017, which changed a lot for me as well. Um, so, okay, so before this, I hadn't been doing any Instagram lives yet. I was just talking about period stuff, doing recipe development at home in Melbourne. And then I got very serious about wanting to like make this my full-time job. So I remember being like, I have a fucking safety blanket living at home. I need to move to Sydney. I need to move out of home. So I, I have a fire up my ass and I have to make money. So I then decided to move to Sydney and I had $400 in my bank account. So that was good. Um, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. I moved to Sydney and that's when things really started to pick up for me in terms of my business and just like my life because I took that leap of fucking faith because I believed in myself. So when I got to Sydney, I still was recovering from my ski accident and I started to take on... Um, I started to do more on my Instagram about hormones and about, you know, mindset and all that kind of stuff and just talking about periods and all that jazz. Then, um, then what happened? Then I did this three day, uh, like retreat thingy my bob. I met this dude super randomly who was like a somatic kind of therapist. Um, and uh, it turns out he was actually a little bit of a psychopath, but anyway, I won't go there. Um, so I definitely wouldn't recommend him to anybody by any means, but I'm a very, people always say this to me and people ask me how I do it myself. I am a very strong character. So I don't find myself to be uncomfortable in a lot of situations around people. And I'm very good at detaching from people. So I'm very good at drawing boundaries. I'm very good at speaking my truth. So there was a little bit of something off about him, but I just like went anyway. And I'm glad that I did because that's what allowed me to realize that I had all of these fucking daddy issues and I had so much anger towards men. So I went and did this three-day thing and it completely changed my fucking life and I landed finally in my feminine. I just, I released all of this fucking tension and anger in my body that, so it allowed me to like just drop back into myself. And I remember sitting in my brown chair overlooking the harbor, I kind of miss that view, um, overlooking the harbor. And isn't it funny how like, when I was living in Sydney, I just could not wait to be in New York. And I'm so happy that I'm here. I wouldn't fucking give this up for the fucking world. It's my absolute home. And even when I went to Arizona last week, coming home, I just felt so relaxed and calm. And it was a big exhale when I could like, when I was like in the car um, being driven back into the city, it was just the best. But isn't it funny how we look back and it was like, oh, I kind of miss Sydney a little bit. I want to go back there to live there by any means. But like, it's, it is a nice city. I understand why people live there. Anyway, so I, was, I remember the night that I came home from these three days, sitting in my brown chair and overlooking the harbor and just being like, oh. and then I got to another relationship afterwards. And I remember being so different in that relationship to my previous one, the way that I was able to be intimate, the way that I was able to speak my truth, the way that I was able to like make a fucking first move if I wanted to. Like if, when we was, I remember one night he, um, he cooked me dinner. I'd come back from a trip from, to Mel from Melbourne, I think. And um, I was really tired and it was horrible weather. And he was like, why don't you come to mine and I'll cook us some stew? And I was like, great. So went to his and I, we were sitting on the sofa and I so badly wanted to fucking make a move on him. Like we'd already, we'd already like, it wasn't like a first kiss or anything, but he hadn't like made a move yet um, when we were sitting on the sofa and I wanted him to so badly and the old me would not have been able to make a move but I just sat on top of him and the night went where the night went um, and I actually remember being like wow I could not have done that two days ago. So then I started taking on a few clients for life coaching stuff and I saw this trend of women having period issues and also being really out of their feminine and really like in this hard masculine like I used to be. So obviously one thing led to another and I became really fascinated in that. 
Um, I was really hustling. I didn't know how to work properly on my business. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to run a business. I had no support. I had no guidance. I hadn't hired a business coach or anything. And I was doing it in a very masculine way, in a way that I thought was going to get me clients as in the harder I worked, the more success I would have, the more money I'd make, but it wasn't going anywhere. Um, and I started to get really bad phantom pain in my leg. Um, and so then I was like, I need to go see a brain specialist. I went to go see a brain specialist and my card declined. Um, and I was making like no money. I quit my, um, job as a recipe developer because I wanted to go all in and that project had kind of stopped. So it was just like this perfect timing of Jordan being like the, like we're not going to do the project anymore. And me also kind of at at a point where I like kind of wanted to quit. So I kind of ended that journey, that chapter. And, um, and anyway, I went to this brain specialist, cards of clients, and I was just so upset because I was like, why isn't my business working? I need to make fucking money. I have no money. And at this point, I was being stupid also. I had the worst fucking mindset about money. I had such bad, I had a really bad relationship with money. It was just all of this stuff was blocking me from making a lot of money. And I had to have like a come to Jesus moment to actually allow me to surrender. And this is why I'm so passionate about helping women in Baba not have to go through this same situation where you have to hit like a rock bottom to then change something. So I hit a rock bottom that day and I got home, sat on the veranda and just had a fuck this. I was like, fuck this, I'm done. And then kind of from that day forward, because I'd surrendered, I started to, I started doing one-off sessions and I started to actually make a bit of money. It wasn't a lot by any means, but it was, you know, a couple hundred dollars a week. And that was obviously fucking amazing for me. So I had to sign more clients and I just wasn't killing myself working as hard. And obviously then that kind of was my business group. Um, I was doing, I was obviously showing up a lot on Instagram. I was working hard, of course, um, but I wasn't burning myself out and I was working a lot more in alignment. Then come January, 2019, I then hired my first business coach because I was at a point where I was at full capacity, kind of burnt out, but I wanted to be able to continue to grow my business. And I would not recommend her to anyone. She was actually like really fucking bad, but she, uh, the one thing that she gave me, even though I spent $10,000 on it, so like any, and this is really important to understand sometimes like the whole program, I guess, could be shit. This is something that I really come to with her is that the whole program could be shit. Like she was late for calls. Like she forgot some of the group calls. Like it was just not a vibe, but she said one thing to me that allowed me to change my mindset about group coaching programs that then was a, that, 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 that was what allowed me to birth my feminine as fuck mastermind. And then obviously group group programs from there. Um, I can't remember exactly what she said to me, but basically she helped me to see how having all these women in a group could allow them to feel like they're not alone in their period struggles and in their feminine struggles, la la, because I always had this mindset of like, oh, I talk about such sensitive things. Women aren't going to want to talk about other women, la la la. And she kind of helped me to see like the opposite side of that, which is what allowed me to birth my mastermind. And then, and then honestly, my business just fucking snowballed from there. I found myself in even more ways. I tapped even more into my power. I kept, I kept investing in myself to keep up leveling. After I finished the container with her, I then did a container with another amazing woman who I'm now friends with, um, another amazing coach. And I was in a group where all the women were, um, kind of, some of them were making a bit more money than me. Some of them were making a bit less but the bottom line is that they all celebrated me wanting to make more money, buying my first Zimmerman dress. I remember buying my first Zimmerman dress, like flying my first business, um, flying my first first class flight, and all of these things. Where my friends.
friends couldn't understand that stuff. I didn't have friends at that same level. And that was a game changer for me in feeling safe in this next level of success. So that was really, really important, which is why I do love group programs because it actually recalibrates your nervous system and your mind to be like, oh, you know, having X, Y, and Z is actually really safe and it will get celebrated. I won't get ripped down for it. Um, so I kept investing, kept investing and just kept growing and growing and growing. I traveled Europe for a few months, which was fucking amazing. And I just kept pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I kept I kept doing things that my heart was calling me towards, backing myself, trusting that money would come back tenfold, up-leveling, quantum leaping, staying at more expensive hotels, investing in higher-level programs, you know, buying my first designer handbag, all these kind of things to allow me to continue to grow and feel like I was getting where I wanted to get. Um, and then I decided to make the move to New York. I said to myself in the beginning of 2019, I remember it, I was like, I wanted to, we, me and my friend Jordan, um, we came to New York for a holiday and I was like, I need to fucking move here. And I said to her, like, I want to move here by the end of the year. I just have to have made it that hundred thousand dollars because it's very expensive to live in New York city. Like you need a lot of money to live well. Uh, and even just to live like an average life in New York, you need a lot of fucking money. Like to put in context, you could get the shittiest fucking studio apartment. That's like 400 square feet guys which is literally the size of a hotel room, maybe like a hotel room in Australia. Most hotel rooms in New York are even smaller than like 300 and even less, like 150 square feet sometimes. Um, It's fucking tiny, right? And that would cost like $2,000 a month. It's out of control. Um, anyway, and so you need a lot of money to live in New York city, like comfortably. So I, then we came back from this, um, this trip into New York and I remember having a fucking meltdown on the floor being so worried. What if I don't make that money this year? What if I don't get to New York this year? And then I just, again, I surrendered of like, well, no one's going to die. Like if it doesn't happen this year, it'll happen next year. Like it's okay. Um, and I made that first hundred thousand dollars, like within, I think it was the first quarter of the year. Um, 2019, and then obviously it just snowballed. Um, and I think I made that year like seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars that year, um, which was really fucking amazing. Like eight times. And I had I hired one business coach who said to me that that wasn't possible, and I was like, "Fuck you!" And now look at me, bitch. <laughs> um, anyway, I think a lot of people though they do go into business very much like I'm going to prove those people fucking wrong. That's not a very good energy to go into business with. I go into the energy of business of I'm not trying to prove anybody wrong. I'm just getting what I want. That's it. Full stop. Um, I don't use fear as a motivating factor. I use pleasure as a motivating factor. There's a chicken nugget for you. Sarah, write that down. (laughs) Um, anyway, so then I decided to move to New York. So I moved to like 2019 in like October, I think. Uh, I was flying back and forth from New York a lot in 2019, went to Europe for ages. I was doing a lot of nomad traveling. I was, I literally was in Sydney for like three months of that year or something like out of control. And I, I loved it. It was exhausting, but fuck me. I love traveling that much. And being in Europe was just obviously magical and just being in all those different spaces. And I was constantly feeling inspired and I absolutely loved it. Um, so I can't wait till we can all travel again until I get, until I can go to Australia to get my fucking visa and my passport to be allowed to leave the U S cause currently I'm not allowed to leave. Um, anyway, and so that was 2019 and then the pandemic hit obviously. So I went to London for a year, which was a really hard year for me in London. It was a hard personal year being so far away from my family, so far away from my friends. I'm an extrovert. So I get my energy off people. I'm an empath and an extrovert. So it's kind of hard in that I get my energy off people, but I also definitely need my alone time to recharge and I can't be around draining people. I don't get energy off them. I feel them. They're like energy vampires, but around the right people, I get my energy off people. And most people are the right people for me, even if they're not like into this work, they're still the right people for me. 
Um, so I went to London for a year. That was really, really challenging, but I, you know, I met some great people, um, nonetheless, and it was a very challenging year, but a fucking, that year was so full of growth personally. And in terms of making up so many new modalities and so many new like healing strategies. And I had so many, I had so many like downloads that year, even though I was alone for so much of it, I had so many downloads that year that it was just incredible. Um, and I went on a trip uh, to Paris with this guy that I was dating, which was a quick fling, but nonetheless, it was just, it was a moment that Paris weekend was a moment of, we can have it all and you can have a relationship like the movies. You can have the dream situation that you want to... Hold on, Sarah's calling me one second. Hi, Sarah. You're on the podcast. Um, I'm in I'm in my flow. Can I call you in like 15 minutes? <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye. Um, anyway, and so like that weekend was a really big weekend for me and just realizing like we can have it all and we can ha- and we can have the relationship where you get whisked away for a weekend in Paris or whatever it is. Like that is a fucking vibe. Um, anyway, so that was a hard year last year. And then, um, I obviously ended with my incredible ski trip, um, with someone very special. So, which, which is actually coming to New York uh, in a couple of weeks. So that's, that's been a really big that journey with him has actually also been um, a learning experience and has been, uh, I feel like that's something to talk about once everything lands. Like, um, yeah, so I left London. He was the one that was like, you need to leave because I've, you know, I can see that skiing makes you so happy. You need to go to Colorado and you can because of your job. And I was like, you're right. And at first I was like, no, it can't happen. And then he's like, Monica, if anyone can make it happen, it's you. I'm like, yes, you're right. So then I was like dancing on the bed the last night before we left Switzerland. And um, two weeks later, flew to Mexico because I was like, fuck this, I'm getting out of London. Um, he packed my whole house up for me, put it in a storage unit. And I then left. And I, I knew a lot of people were worried and, and all that kind of stuff. And, oh my God, like you're leaving London and this person, la la. And I'm like, I don't care because if things are meant to be, they're going to be like, I am not going to fucking sit in a city that I effing hate for the possibility of a dude. I was like, no way I'm leaving. So I left and I went to Tulum and in Tulum, um, a lot of stuff came through. That was a really big month for me as well. And I finally actually adapted to the heat and was able to like expand my nervous system enough where I don't want to kill people all the time in the heat. So now I can withstand higher temperatures, which is really big for me. Cause usually I fucking can't withstand heat at all. Um, and then I was, I was like, I'm going to risk it. I'm going to Colorado. I need to go skiing. So I went to Colorado, got in. And then once I got in, I was like, well, now that I'm in the country, I'm not fucking leaving. So I went to New York and I manifested this insane apartment. I'll do a whole YouTube video on that, how, on this whole apartment process, because that's a whole episode in itself. Um, cause that was also fucking insane. So yeah, I left and I told people that I wasn't coming back and someone in particular was like, okay, well, I'm getting a visa to come to you. Um, so he's coming to New York. We'll see what happens. There's no expectations. You know, it's so easy to be, it's so easy to assume X, Y, and Z, but you know, we don't know. So as usual, I am going to be detached. I, I'm generally always attached with my life and manifestations. Anyway, that is key. I just trust the process. I trust that the timing is always perfect. And I have my new mantra, which is that patience quantum leaps me. So that is 
that is kind of the journey in my business. Um, I went from having $400 in my bank account to then having a million dollars in my bank account. And it's a pretty good fucking feeling. Um, what else? Anyway, let's get into these questions. They are the main things though in the, kind of like the timeline that I wanted to give you guys for the business and everything that happened. But I mean, I've got a million highlights um, in my on my Instagram that you guys can check out. And you can just scroll through my Instagram feed in itself if you want to kind of get a gist of my journey. And I would do that because... Um, you know, we've had some fucking moments and if you're a long time, a long time follower, you know them, like we've had meltdowns in many cities. We've been stuck in cities. You know, if I don't know whether you guys, if any of you remember, um, when I was in Paris and my fucking, uh, uh, what's it called? Travel planner, whatever it's called. Um, my fucking travel planner, like didn't book my flight and so then I couldn't get home and it was just, it was anyway, it was, it's been a wild fucking few years and I would not change it for the world. So let's jump through some of these questions. I basically, someone asked me, I would love to know about your first year in business. So I said, what do you want to know? And I've gotten a lot of questions. So we are going to dive in. How many minutes have we been in for this? Um, okay, we'll dive in. All right. So biggest high, biggest low. Love this. Okay. (sighs) Biggest high. I would say biggest high would probably be Oh, I would say biggest high would be actually my, my, I would say, you know, I would say the biggest high was when I was asked to fly to New York to speak at an event. I was about two weeks post-op from my second knee surgery from my ski accident and I flew first class there and that would be a fucking big high that I was flying to like my favorite city in the world, like the place that feels like home, um, to speak at an event, that would be probably one of my biggest high. Um, and then my biggest low I would say would obviously be my ski accident, hands down. Um, how did you start attracting clients with how much in savings do you take the leap? Okay. So when I got that, um, that business coach, I had $10,000 pretty much exactly in my bank account and she was $10,000. So I basically gave her everything. And I remember being shit scared because I was going to New York in, like three weeks. And I was like, I do not want to have no money in New York. I want to be able to fucking splurge because New York is expensive. Um, and I trusted it. I was like, I'm going to take this leap and I'm going to trust myself. So literally I gave her all of my money. Um, and, uh, I like quadrupled that by the time I got to New York. So I had fuck tons of money. I had more money than I had in three weeks ago. Like I had like, you know, if I had $10,000 in my bank account when I went to New York, I then, sorry, if I had $10,000 in my bank account when I paid her, I had 30 when I got to New York. So that was that. And I want to add to that. That was not because being her energy gave me money. No, when people say that, you got to be really fucking careful. There is truth in that, right? And my clients say, like, you activate me. Like, being in your energy activates something, right? But I want you to listen to that. It activates something in you. And then when you apply that and show up in that activation, it makes you money. I don't just magically sprinkle fairy dust on people and then they make more money. I activate them. I inspire them. I light a fire up their ass. I make them feel excited. So they put in work into their business. They put in action steps and then they make the money. So always take the leap and 
take the leap and then take the action. Don't take the leap and then be like, and then just sit back and be like, okay, it's just going to magically happen. No, take the leap and take the action. How I started attracting clients was I showed the fuck up on my Instagram and I invited people to buy from me. We go through all of that in Baba, right? But that's the kind of bottom line. And I go through more in more, in more detail in Baba. Uh, how did your whole journey get started? Take us back to how you been. Okay, I've done that. Did you start with one-on-one coaching or courses? One-on-one coaching. I do. I really, really do not think it's a good idea when I see coaches starting with group coaching because it is so, I mean, I guess it depends on the type of coach that you want to be. If you want to be like a high level coach, it is so different running a group program to one-on-one, like so fucking different. I had a consistent amount of one-on-one clients for six months. I probably had about 20 one-on-one clients in that six months period. Um, maybe more actually, maybe like 30, I can't remember, but I had a consistent amount of clients in that six month period of one-on-ones before I took a group coaching program. And in my first group coaching program, they got one-on-one support as well as group. And I did that for a while so that I could ease my way into it and really figure out how the fuck this works and how I can get people insane results still being in a group. So everyone is different. Every coach is different, but, um, my coaching is very sensitive. Um, so therefore I'm very careful about how I run things. Well, when, when it comes to my trauma coaching and stuff for like Queen Alchemy and Baba versus like, you know, one of the group programs like MMM and stuff, I wouldn't classify as a group program. That's a course, right? It's a bit different. Um, okay. How did you launch and show up even if you didn't have that many followers? So I think by the time I had my, by the time I was selling, I probably had about, I don't know, let's say like 5,000 followers. I don't know. I didn't have that many by any means. Um, and a lot of them would follow me for food, not for like life coaching stuff. Um, so, but it doesn't matter whether you have 5,000 followers, 50,000 followers or 500 followers or 50 followers. There are people in there following you because they like what you have to offer and they are going to buy from you. I mean, I've had clients that have had 40,000 followers and that are making $200 a month. And I've had clients that have 5,000 followers and I'm making $40,000 a month. So the number of followers does not equate to the amount of money that you're making. Okay. Um, how did you deal with not many people signing up for your offerings? If that ever happened? Yeah, that's totally happened. I remember I had, I like launched eBooks. I launched, um, like a few little programs before my mastermind, my, my group coaching program. And I was thinking, you know, I'm going to have like a hundred people that are going to join. No, I think I had like fucking 10 or something, maybe even less. And I was, I did feel defeated. I did feel defeated and I didn't give up just because I didn't have a hundred people join. I kept showing up. I think the first round of your perfect period had about six people in it. And I even still remember some of you that were in that first round. Um, that was, I think that was before I launched my mastermind. Um, I can't remember, but that was like a course that wasn't like a group program. That was a course all about period stuff. And now I think the last round of it, that when I launched it, we had like 40 people or something join. So, um, you know, it's like, I didn't launch that for a very long time. I kind of let it sit there. And then eventually I was like, I'm getting the same questions over and over. I need to launch this. So I, I revamped the whole entire thing. I re-recorded the whole thing of your perfect period. So I was like really proud of it because I'd recorded it years ago. And I was like, okay, I need to like revamp this because I can't deal with watching these videos of the old Monica. Um, and so, yeah, like I will never give up. Like I'm launching a men's program in November and I would love to have 10 men in there. And if I only get five, fine. If I only get fucking three, that doesn't mean I stop. 
just because I only got three. No, those three men I can change the lives of. And then the next round I can have fucking 30. So don't be disheartened if some rounds of programs are less than others, because it doesn't mean anything about you, um, at all. Okay. Um, Okay. How did you deal with not many people's... Okay, another one. And what amount of clients was a success for you at that time? Oh, I mean, that's a kind of hard question. I don't really know how to answer that. I kind of bet myself out in the first year of business. So yeah, I don't know. Um, what type of courses had you done prior to starting first product and sale? Did you have a following before? So yes, as I said, I had a bit of a following beforehand, but more around food stuff. Um, I did my life coaching certification and I did that three-day event um, with that dude that just woke woke up all of my gifts in me that I already knew that I had that I'd shut down for a very long time. I was always the girl that gave advice. I always feel like I was able to understand people in a different way. I always had, I always had a very, very strong intuition, but I shut that shit down for a long fucking time. Uh, I actually realized recently, um, that I actually think, so we lived, we lived in New York when 9-11 happened. And, um, I was very intuitive when I was little, but I got scared. So I pushed it away like most of us do. And I actually realized, um, that I think, so the day city, cause he worked in the city and we lived, we lived, we lived in the city for a while and then we lived in Scarsdale just outside of the city. It's about 35 minute drive in on a good day. Um, anyway, and I, he, he drove into the city that day on September 11, um, for no fucking reason. Like you never drive into the city, but he just was like, I'm going to drive in today. And I actually recently realized that I think that I can remember that day now. I've had a few visions and I really didn't want him to go to work. And I asked mom and mom was like, you never want dad to go to work. I'm like, no, I know daddy's little girl. But I had this feeling like something bad was going to happen that day. And so I didn't want him to go to work because I was afraid of him being in danger. And then 9-11 happened. And that might have been the moment that I shut down my intuition because it scared me too much that like, oh my God, actually, like something bad did actually happen. This is scary. I don't want to know this all the time. Um, So if you guys don't know, a lot of my work in terms of like the modalities, the teachings, the downloads, the random chicken nuggets are all intuitive. So when people ask me my DMs, like what kind of modalities do you use? I'm like, I don't know what they, I don't know. Like I just, I make up, I make up names for them. They come through. Like if you're a client, you know, this, even the last round of queen alchemy, I made a modality up on the spot. And I was like, how'd you guys like that? And they're all like, Oh my God, I love that. I was crying. That was fucking huge for me. I like have this natural gift. So, uh, even when I did my life coaching certification and actually didn't fucking teach me anything, it gave me confidence to start my business, um, and to help people, but it didn't teach me anything about what I know now. Um, which is why I made my own coaching certification. Um, okay. First product and sale was a eight week program for, uh, quitting sugar and eating healthy. And I don't think I had many, I didn't have many sales on it either. Um, the hard times, the blockages, masculine slash feminine energy. I was a bit. Um, I think I've kind of showed you guys, explained some of the hard times. I would say some of the hard times is actually like traveling, being stressed, feeling, um, feeling stressed with traveling, you know, flights being delayed, flights being canceled. Um, my travel agent not booking the right flight, um, money stresses, um, you know, like all like those kind of more life things, um, was what caused me stress. I would say that also my desires are so big. Sometimes they can cause me stress of like, I want them fucking now. I want them now. And me being impatient can cause me stress and feel like it's hard. Um, 
blockages for me was massive, massive money blocks, blocks in receiving, blocks in sales. Um, so I didn't want to feel salesy. I didn't understand what sales really was. So I got a big module of that in Baba and then masculine feminine energy. I didn't fucking know what feminine energy was when I started my business out, which is why I'm so passionate about it now, because that would have, I think that would have, uh, stopped me from getting burnt out so many times and it would have allowed me to have a lot more pleasure and joy in that first year of business than feeling just bogged down and stressed and shit all the time. And I, I remember like, I'd be at home and my housemates would be having like friends over and I'd be in my room on a Saturday just working and kind of breaks my heart thinking about it, just working. And there'd be this part of me that would so badly want to just have the ability to just party and go out on the, on the weekends and, and not have to work. And then I would also be angry that other people would be partying and stuff like, shut up, I've got work to do. And it was just constant push and pull because the hustle is really idolized, um, in our culture. So yeah. Um, and then I would also say the blockages also was I worked hard for dad's validation. So I had to really heal my validation wound as well to not stop, to stop doing that and to actually allow myself to have success. What was the most challenging part of your first year and what blocks did you overcome? Um, I would say if we're to say the first year of business is when I moved to Sydney, that I would, let's say that because that was like when things actually started to like get momentum. That was 2018. Um, I would say the most challenging part of that year was honestly um, my rehab for my for my ski accident. It was debilitating the mental battle. It was so exhausting. I remember going to like the physio and just breaking down in tears, feeling so weak, feeling like my body was just failing me because I'd be in excruciating pain, trying to do the smallest of things. Um, I couldn't like lift my leg, like my my brain and my my brain and my leg just wasn't clicking, like my muscles just wouldn't turn on, and I just felt like I was just defeated. Like I just constantly felt like I wasn't progressing. But now I look at my knee and I'm just like, oh, you are so strong. Like my knee is 100% fine now. And I remember one time I was sitting on the bed at the physio, and uh, my physio was also my friend. We were flatmates, and he said to me like, "We, re- you know, when you tense your leg and there's that muscle that you can see around your knee, like like your kneecap at the top of your kneecap." we just could never get that to turn on. It was just always dead. And there was no muscle definition in my thigh at all. And now there is lots of muscle definition and you can fully see that that muscle turns on, which is pretty good. Um, like pretty cool. I would also say that other struggles though with that year was just, um, 2018 was, uh, what, what was some of the other business struggles? Let me like go to my, um, okay. What were some of the other business struggles of that year? Hold on. Okay, some of the other business struggles, honestly, that year was the push and the pull. I felt like I was being pulled two directions where I, like, didn't want to work and I wanted to have fun. And then this other side of me was constantly stressed about my workload. I should be doing work. I should be doing this. I should be doing this. I would wake up for – I'd wake up at, like, 6 a.m. for one-on-one clients and shit. It was terrible. It was the dumbest thing ever. Um, but it was just all of this need for um, – for success. And I didn't know how to get it in any other way. I didn't know how to feel not stressed when I wasn't working. And that is the case for a lot, a lot of people. And it's debilitating. It is life. It is soul sucking. Um, so I would say that was a really big challenge for me in the first year of business, but the first year of business also for me in, um, 
in that 20, uh, 2018 um, also was just the fact that I had moved to Sydney and I didn't really have any friends. And that was really, really challenging. And I did cover up my sadness with working really hard. It made me feel like I was achieving something because I didn't have friends to go out with. I moved to Sydney, like not knowing many people. Um, and I made friends towards the end of the year and then I left. So, um, I knew Sydney also wasn't my long-term home. And so that felt really hard as well being there. Um, and knowing that I didn't want to be here, but I also like, was like, no, this is temporary. It's fine. I, I kept working and I kept striving to be living in New York and knowing it was happening. But honestly, before I, like, before I hired, not my first business coach, but my second business coach that was such a support system. I just constantly felt debilitated because I didn't have someone helping me. I didn't have someone leading me. I didn't have someone that had been through it that could empathize with me and give me nuggets of wisdom. I was trying to do it all myself and I just didn't have that support network. And that support network is really important. And even if that's what you need right now, even if you need me to be that, that leader for you, that's, that is a great reason to hire me. It doesn't need to be that you need to learn a million things off me. It might just be that you want me to be able to make you feel like you are not alone. Okay. Um, uh, next thing, financial barriers, if you had them and how you pushed through them. So yeah, I, as I kind of said, um, I made that $10,000 and I had it in my bank account. Um, and then I spent it all and it was really fucking scary. Like I remember being on that sales call with her and being so petrified, but deep down, I just trusted myself. It was just this knowing of like, I'm going to make this back. It wasn't about her. It was about me. It wasn't, she's going to make it back for me or she's going to do this. It was me spending this is going to help me. And I am going to make this fucking back because I can't keep burning myself out like this. And I was so nervous. But once I did that payment, I was so fucking high. And it just doing that made the universe and made me be like, I'm ready for my next level. And the fucking inspiration and the downloads and the ideas and the creativity and the desires for, for my business and just like the ease of working became so apparent that I would do that a million times over. Um, okay. And then, okay. Did you go from the start or gentle approach? I think I kind of explained that. So like it was everything I do was fucking big, but it was gentle in that it was a, it was a slow growth and then all of a sudden a snowball, but it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like I was doing a few things on Instagram, like once in a blue moon, like I was showing up hundred percent, but I wasn't making money from the get go by any means. Um, absolutely love you girls. Powerful info is always can't wait to do battle with you. Yay. Um, your biggest biz challenges and overcoming them. Uh, I would also say some of the other really big, the biggest business challenges that weren't necessarily in the first year of business, but just that have been over the past three, four years have been, um, the hiring and firing process is really, really draining, very, very emotional and really fucking hard. So then one of the new modules that I'm going to teach you guys live is about that. Um, how to hire the right person, how to fire people, how to have those hard conversations if you're not showing up the way that you should be or the way that I want you to, or how my expectations, um, are 
training people. It's really, it's actually really fucking challenging. And most people think that I'm really good at managing people. It's, I'm not, it's hard. And I spoke to my dad about it ages ago. I was like, dad, and he's been a CEO for a lot of companies for a long period of time. Um, and, and that like, he, like he, he's been like the CEO of CEOs. Right. And, um, and I said to him like, dad, you're, it's, you're so good at being the boss. Like, how do you, have those hard conversations with people. How do you fire people? Like, I feel like I'm too nice. And he, and my dad said to me, Monica, I had the exact same struggle. I found managing people to be the hardest part of the job. It was so draining, so challenging, so emotional. Um, so even though we can have this persona of certain people, it's really hard managing people. So you need the support of someone that has done it before you and that can tell you exactly how to say it, what to do, X, Y, and Z. Um, so yeah, I would say that's been one of the hardest situations and just dealing with, you know, you do occasionally get the, the clients that have borderline personality issues where they, and I'm actually being fucking serious. I'm not like just, I'm not projecting that on them where they are looking for problems all the time. Um, and you can't help them. And it's, and it's really challenging for for you or when the client, um, like kind of goes a bit crazy on you for no real reason. And you're kind of just like, you're just, hold on a second, Sarah's trying to get into my phone, hold on, don't allow me to do that in a second, I'm going to get on a meeting with her in a sec, and that can feel like, a, that can feel like a personal attack, it can feel really draining, it's very emotional, that's, that can be really hard, dealing with any legal issues are really, really challenging and really, really draining, um, and then also, um, like, hate on social media and, like, big, big hate is also really hard when someone has twisted your words and taken things out of context, I don't care if someone's like, I don't agree with you, you're a fucking bitch, I'm like, okay, whatever, but when someone Someone has taken your thought out, heartfelt words and twisted them. That was really hard. And I had a few of them last year in lockdown. That was debilitating. Oh, and oh, and oh my God. Obviously guys, also one of the hardest things in my business was when my Instagram account got hacked. That was the worst week of my fucking life. And I... I honestly was like so depressed that week. I would just sleep all day between clients and stuff, pull it together for my client calls. It was really, really horrible. So yeah, I also say one of the hardest things also, I've just now all coming through. Also one of the hardest things in my business was, um, I feel like I need to do a whole other episode on this. Also one of the hardest things in my business was having to like um, and and all my friendships with with friends that were not supporting me, and that were projecting all their jealousy. And the sisterhood wounding was really really intense. I should do a whole episode on that. The sisterhood wounding was really really intense. That was projected onto me when I started my business and when I started to gain um, momentum and success. Um, what was I going to say? Um, did you know exactly what you wanted to do or did it evolve as you started helping women? I knew that I wanted to be a leader and help people. I always knew that, but I always thought that could only be like if you were a doctor or something and I never wanted to be a doctor. So I always knew that I wanted to help people and, and have like, I knew that I wanted to be a big person in the world and be well known. Um, but I didn't know how that was going to come about without it involving like blood. And I was like, fuck that. Although, lol, now I actually do the blood though, but not like cutting people blood or like needles and shit like doctors do. Um, but the, the, the way that I do the trauma healing now and femininity and, um, all the emasculation stuff and period stuff that came over time a thousand percent. 
How did you build your clientele? Okay, I think I've done that. Um, how you knew your initial focuses and directions to get things rolling? I didn't know. I just followed. I followed the callings. I followed the inspiration. I changed my direction. I changed my branding. I changed my Instagram posts. I changed ideas so often. I just kept following what felt right to me, not what someone else was telling me to do. Um, okay. Oh my God, there's so many more questions. This is so good though. Um, times you had to step out of your comfort zone. Okay. Maybe I should do it. I'm going to do it part two. We're going to do a part two. And then I'm going to like answer the rest of these. Um, because I feel like these first clients, these next ones are like how, like all the hard, like hard stuff, hard stuff. We are friends supportive. So we're going to do another episode that will come out the next, like tomorrow, um, on the rest of this stuff. Okay. So ladies, I hope this episode was juicy because it definitely was for me. I'm actually really going to get the phone to Sarah anyway. Um, she's waiting and I got a client in half now. Um, what was I going to say? Thank you for joining. Please share this episode. Let me know what chicken nuggets you got out of it. Baba closes on Friday, which this Friday, Friday, the 30th of July. And then it is closed until sometime next year. And I'm very sure that next year I will not be offering the included one-on-ones. So this is your chance. And we have these few live um, modules as well as the, the, the monthly live Zoom calls. And then you've got the portal full of fuck loads of videos, literally on everything that you ever would need in your business. Um, and this is for anyone at any stage of their business. You can keep coming back to Baba in five years time if you need to. This is like a one-stop shop for your business, um, for a business course in that you literally get everything. You get the hiring and firing processes, you get the legal stuff, you get the sales, you get the feminine embodiment, you get the calling in your clients, you get the how to create an offering, you get the Instagram stuff, you get everything. Okay. Any questions, let me know. Otherwise I'm so excited to start this next round.